Hi guys, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Today is an awesome one. We've got Donna Duto. She is a mindset and success coach. She helps you get to the next level in your business, as an entrepreneur, in your personal life, in relationships, um, any, any space in your world that you want to improve, she's the coach for that. We talk about the discrepancies between knowing and doing. We talk about the difference between A, B, and C goals. And she lays down some really good um, self-talk, mindful tips right away. She shares some incredible personal and professional experiences. And she really leans into the importance of that inner monologue, that self-talk, and how you know what you think can really change your reality for the better. So this is for everybody, even if you're listening and, and you're thinking this is for, this sounds great, but it's, it's for everybody else. It is in fact for you too. So lean in, listen, and enjoy. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I'm very excited today. I've got a connect of a connect. Uh, my young high school laxer, Maddie. I think she was on episode 13 or maybe it was 17. We did Women in Trade. She's part of a really strong networking group and she introduced me to Donnie, Donna Detau. Um, she's amazing. She's the founder of Elevate Your Spark. She's been a longtime entrepreneur and now she is helping anyone uh, that's seeking a better way, like we are on Turmeric and Tequila, to live on fire and coaching them through it. So without further ado, Donna, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. Well, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Likewise, I can't wait to hear more. Um, anyone that listens knows I love Connects of Connects, and I love it even more when we don't know each other well, so we can take this opportunity to really get to know what's going on and, and what uh, varsity humans are doing in this world. Um, so tell us a little bit about you. Give us the details on Young Donna and how we got to where we are today. Okay. Varsity humans, I like that. <laughs> I've not heard that before. Is that original? Yeah, well, I, varsity just kicked into the vocab a long time ago, and it was a very easy way to differentiate people that yeah. were intentional about living um, yeah. an intentional life. So we just, you know, it stuck. Good stuff. Well, I call them high achievers, but I like varsity better. We'll, we, we can trade. We can use each other's. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I'll borrow yours for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Acceptable. <laughs> well, uh, the, the, I'm from Texas, as you probably can tell by my accent. I've lived here for 15 years, and I had wanted to live here ever since I was eight years old because that's where we started, we started vacationing here when I was eight. Um, so I, every day, one of my gratitudes is that I... I'm here and living and working in Colorado. So I'm, I'm in my dream place. Um, where, where are you in Colorado, just out of curiosity? Denver. Oh, okay. so we're not even far apart. Where are you? I, I'm in Denver. I'm in North Denver. Oh, I'm in Central. I'm right by DU. Oh, well, see, if, if it wasn't coronavirus time, I've got a home studio. We'd be in person. So maybe we'll oh. do a second go round. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it again. There you go. <laughs> Part two. Yes. <clears throat> well, I... Um, I spent a third of my life in corporate America, a third of my life in nonprofits, and a third of my life as an entrepreneur. Before becoming a coach, I had two of the businesses. One was a renovation business and one was a catering business. And, um, and it took me a while. In fact, it took me a long while to realize that the reason I kept going back to nonprofits is that when you're at the management or executive level at, in a nonprofit, you have to think and operate like a, an entrepreneur. Yeah. 
but I didn't figure that out. I didn't put the pieces together until I was well in my forties. I went, Oh, okay. Now, now I see why I was doing that. You know, I go back to corporate America and make more money, <laughs> but then right. I'd go back to nonprofits because that's where I could be who I was supposed to be. And, and I was born an entrepreneur. Uh, you know what that feels like. Uh, we're, we're, yeah. We're different beasts. We have different brains. We operate differently. We see the world differently. And that's, that's where I like to live and the people I like to, to work with mostly. Um, when I was the uh, executive director of Dress for Success, are you familiar with that nonprofit? Absolutely, yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, we, my program director, uh, Amra, who is now the executive director there, she and I developed a program to help women beyond just, you know, getting the clothes, uh, you know, looking good, even though the clothes were important and the shoes and all of that. Uh, so we, we uh, put together a program and after a while she came to me and said, you know, cause she started holding workshops and she said, I, some of these women really need some one-on-one -on -one counseling. They need some one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I said, well, I'll take that on. And I have to tell you, when that started, it was, I don't know, it was like the heavens opened. And, you know, beams were coming down and shining on me. I jumped out of bed and just couldn't wait to get to work. Just, I didn't know who I was going to be coaching that day. And um, so when I left Dress, I started coaching nonprofits, nonprofit executives and boards of directors. And I really didn't like that. Um, yeah. Did you, I could see how that would be completely different. Did you have some, like, you know, the individuals seeking to get to the next level and then corporate, you know, they're kind of in their mix. They might say they're seeking to get to the next level, but sometimes they already think they know how to do it all. Um, well, it wasn't, now I have had people like that, believe me, <laughs> but, uh, it wasn't so much that it was a lot of nonprofits because, but because their work is so meaningful, they think that their business model is basically outside the world of business. And nonprofits are a business and they should be run like a business. There are a few differences, but for the most part, they're, they're a business and business principles apply to them too. So I felt like I was beating my head against the wall with a lot of, uh, with a lot of my clients. Gotcha. So, um, I ex was expressing this to a friend of mine and, and I remember, you know, you remember those, those epiphany moments, you know, and, and she said, Ooh, why don't you do what I do? I'm coaching entrepreneurs. And she told me what she was doing. I looked at the curriculum in 24 hours. I was, uh, uh, what's called a top six coach. Wow. And that, that coaching was uh, specifically designed for entrepreneurs in service-based businesses helping them to get well into six figures. And, um, and it was a wildly successful, but uh, a funny thing happened last year. Um, I was uh, just when I'm, I'm just looking at something here. Okay. I was um, looking at my clients and I was looking at the coaching curriculum that I was using and there were things that were missing and you're going to, you're going to resonate with this Kristen. I know because I started writing things down like self-sabotage, procrastination, self-image, attitude, you know, maintaining, doing the things that we really don't want to do. You know, how do we, how do we do that? 
Uh, anyway, I had this list of eight things, and I, I didn't know what I was going to do with the list. I just knew that my program was skirting the top. You know, it's like uh, treating the surface. It wasn't going deep. So my clients weren't getting the results that, that I knew that they should be able to get if I had the right tools to get them. And exactly a week later, I got a, an email from Proctor Gallagher Institute uh, for a, um, a webinar, a weekend webinar called Paradigm Shift. And I was about to delete it because I had given up on webinars and seminars and, you know, all that, retreats and blah, blah, blah. Um, except I saw the word self-sabotage in the description. And so when I read the description, every, everything that I had written down on my list was in that description. Wow. Universe speaks. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I just kind of went, well, <laughs> I got to, I got to go take that webinar now. <laughs> so, but that was the beginning of a journey that I had no idea it was, it was going to take me there. I, um, after that webinar was over, I contacted Proctor Gallagher and told them I wanted to be one of their consultants. I wanted more of that material. And what I did was I took that material, I incorporated it into my present material because the business building tips and the business building tools and strategies, they were good. It's just that this other, but that was all about mindset. It was all about, we become what we think all day. Mm -hmm. uh, or we come, we become what we think about all day. Uh, so I can incorporate the two, but now the emphasis is more on mindset and uh, basically creating a future, but living in that future now and learning how to do that and learning how to create that future. So it happens faster rather than uh, later or sooner rather than later. Yeah. Did, now, so at this point, had you um, had any formal coaching training or like certificates? And I'm very yeah. big on life skills versus education. Obviously, we need both in this day and age. But was it a balance of life experience and then formal education? Or was it more like life experience and you would experience, you know, entrepreneurship, running corporate world, everything? You know, I don't know percentage wise. I know it, I know a lot of it has to do with experience because I've, I've been working ever since I was 15 and and then even my jobs in corporate america they all gravitated towards building a company for example one of the the jobs i had was with a german based uh design engineering firm in the semiconductor industry and um the ceo and i and and others we built that company from three from seven employees to over 120 employees in 3 years and you learn a lot about growing a business. You learn about marketing. You learn about HR. You learn about people. <laughs> you learn about politics. <laughs> you learn a whole lot when a company grows that fast. And I gravitated towards those type of companies. Um, and when I had my other two businesses, it's funny because, you know, it's a lot easier to teach someone than to put it into practice yourself. Absolutely. And I, I look back on those businesses and I got to a point where, I mean, they were successful, but there was a point where I couldn't grow it further. I didn't know how to grow it further. I didn't have the tools that I had. So yeah, I bring with it my experience because now I've, I've uh, started and run three companies, but uh, I am certified as a top six coach and I'm getting the certification for this program with Proctor Gallagher called Thinking Into Results. Um, that's only about a month away, my certification. 
And actually, when I started um, incorporating the the mindset element into my present clients, I told them, look, this is going to change. And I told you that when we started out, it was going to look like this, but now it's going to look like this. And I'm actually going to be on this journey with you. And they all went, yeah, sure, let's do it. And they love it. Yeah. Yeah. The results are getting, see, that's, that's what, it's all about results, Kristen. You know, why go through anything if you're not going to get the results that you want? Yeah, totally. Well, I, I completely agree. I mean, that's, you know, the mission, whether it's sports or business or what have you, your results, the way you label that might vary. Um, and it's an awareness, I think, like you just said, the mindset of what are results? Perhaps it's, you know, a million dollars or it's the satisfaction of knowing and loving what you actually do. And yeah. so I think results aren't always deeply like number like, numerically. No, more. exactly. But, but people need to be clear on that too. Cause they're like, you know, I love what I'm doing, but I have no money in the bank. It's like, it's like, okay, well then maybe we checked nine out of the 10 boxes. Now we got to dial on that last one. But the results, yeah. I always just think some of my clients, I, I, we struggle with that because you know, they, they grow their audience. They um, got more engagement and, and a lot of it's trackable. And even then sometimes that doesn't tell the full story. You really mm -hmm. have to lean into some of those non-measurables or immeasurables um, that really do matter. Cause yes. I think as Americans, we don't put enough time and energy and value into what we're doing in our happiness. It's usually yes. just the bottom line. <laughs> and absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you. In fact, one of the things that I, I don't believe a goal is for us just to obtain something. Right. It's not for just, like you said, just like to get a million dollars or become a millionaire. Right. It is a, a, a goal is for us to become the people who can grow into that goal. So every time that I'm talking with someone about their goals, I keep reminding them, this is about the person you're becoming. This is a becoming experience. Every week you're going to, you know, in six months you're going to look like it and you are not going to recognize the person that you were six months ago. Because as you're going towards that goal, a lot of things start changing. You're not just your thoughts, but how you see yourself and how you show up in the world. And then you start realizing that there were parts of you that you had been suppressing maybe, and you want to bring those up. I remember one of my clients said, um, you know, I'm a little bit quirky. I mean, she said, in fact, I'm a lot quirky and you know, people think I'm just kind of out there. And I said, yes, it's great. Embrace it. Find, you know, find out what that looks like. And immediately, she, I mean, you could tell in the post on her Facebook and how she presented herself and her business took off because she started operating from her authentic self and gave herself permission to do that. Yeah. I think that's amazing. These are like some pretty evolved conversation. What kind of humans reaching out? Is it usually somebody that's over 30 or college educated or maybe not college? I mean, are there any themes in the, the kind of person that reaches out to kind of get to this next level? Man, I have looked at that so many different ways, Kristen. And really the only common thread, or maybe there's a few common threads, they've gotten to the point where they just kind of went, I just, I, I've tried everything. 
I try to, you know, especially entrepreneurs, you know, you're an entrepreneur. We think that we can tackle anything. We can solve any problem because we are, we're problem solvers. That's one of our characteristics. And so we think, okay, if we're going to come up against a problem, I'm going to be able to solve that. I'm going to be able to do that. But nobody, nobody can do this on their own. There is, I mean, you look at the the successful, you look at people like uh, Anthony Robbins. He's had a coach nearly all his life. Uh, it's funny when you look at coaches, nearly all of them have a coach or they, they're in between coaches because we know we can't do it by ourselves. We need a partner. We need somebody to hold us accountable. Accountability is a huge. Bob yes. says that. Yes, huge. Uh, Bob Proctor calls uh, accountability your, your success insurance policy. Uh, so it's people who finally go, okay, I need some help. And then the other, the other, and it's tied into that first one is that because they're at that position, they're coachable. They're willing just to take the information and go, well, this is new. I hadn't thought about this, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try this. Donna said that it's going to work. I trust Donna. So I'm going to go with it. Um, And you'd be surprised and how many people are not coachable? No, you wouldn't be surprised, but a lot of people would be surprised. Well, I think, I mean, it's two sides to entrepreneurs. You really, number one, you are pretty darn strong and resilient. So you can run through the wall. It's not like a lot of people where they'll hit the wall and be like, okay, what do I need to do? We'll like keep running through it. Cause it's like, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to make it right. And then when you finally are so exhausted, then you have like, going to change but then being super open to even being coachable or being coached is hard because you haven't done been in that space for so long um yeah i mean and and i this is why i love working with athletes because you kind of bring them back to that space like remember when you learned a sport remember being part of a team or having a coach and if you look at you know some of the greatest athletes in the world their entire career they have you know top-notch coaches absolutely Um, but we're not taught to associate that with business right Um, just like mental health and wellness, well, mental health and wellness and mindfulness, not a huge conversation to this day in, in business, entrepreneurship, just daily life. Um, I think thankfully some of the bright side of what's going on with coronavirus and, um, the uprising and awareness of black lives matter and everything we're getting, we're pulling back to question some yes. of the things, you know, I'm at home. Should I get a certification? Am I happy? What can I do to up my goals? Maybe I'm seeking out a coach. Uh, maybe I'm, talking about race and equality and learning more about that. I think like there's major points of uh, what I call graceful disruption where we're trying to get better as a world. Yes. Um, and a coach should be step one, really. <laughs> well, I believe so because it, well, one of the things that happens is that your progress towards your goal, it, it, it goes from kind of creeping along to putting it into 10th gear. You know, it, it, it happens so much faster that a lot of times, you know, your heads, the people's heads are spinning. Um, but I, I, do, I do agree that during this time with so much happening, I mean, at the beginning of this year with the Australian fires, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much that we've kind of forgotten about because we've been so wrapped up in the virus and, uh, and Black Lives Matter and, uh, but those are the, those are the, the life, the, the emotional impacts. Those are emotional impacts that will just jar our thinking. And it's on the good side, the, 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 the flip side of that is, yeah, it does challenge us to think about not just our world differently, but where we are in that world totally. and how are we going to show up because it's going to, it's, we're creating a different world Yeah, and we're going to yeah. have to be different. 
Totally. And I, it was funny because I've always, if I ever went back to school, which is not on my agenda, I was a longtime athlete and I could certainly use more schooling on probably a few levels, but school was never my vibe. I was there to be an athlete. Certainly am genuinely appreciative of that experience. And I champion everyone that goes back and gets their MBA or master's or whatever. Um, but if I did ever go back, I would write, and I thought about this even when I was an undergrad, um, a thesis about convenience. And because I saw it, you know, as an athlete, like if you're eating on the run, it, you know, at a convenience wow. store, it, it costs you in your energy, it costs you in your wallet, it costs you in your time. But as Americans, we're, we're so used to convenience. And, um, and, you know, a lot of companies monetize that and profit off of it. It's more expensive when it's convenient. Again, it pollutes our earth when it's convenient. So many things. And, it, you know, calorically, it costs us energy, uh, mental mindfulness. Um, and I was thinking today, and I'm like, man, it's almost the reverse now. And it's the cost of um, how we are inconvenienced. Like, we've, we've gotten so used to being in this convenient society. And now every little thing is an inconvenience. The park is closed. The library is closed. I can't send my school. kid to school. And we don't, we're not aware that those are luxuries. Um, so it's almost like- oh, you taking it for granted. Take it for granted. And it's like you have to go back and relearn all these privileges that we have and all you know the things that we just thought we intuitively knew and we didn't. So it's just like going back to the drawing board and being like, okay, where's my holes in the game? What do I need to elevate and change? And again, those are things where it's like, okay, I'm aware of what I need to change, but if I wasn't changing, more than likely you should get someone that knows how to do this professionally and then be coached accordingly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it's, it's such a weird um, space that we're in right now, but like you just said, it's an awesome opportunity to improve on so many levels. Yes, yeah. And that's, pro and, and that's probably one of the big reasons why my, my business has exploded during this, uh, this year. Um, that and because I, I know how now to to use the mindset tools that I'm teaching others, I've used it with myself. And so I've seen my result, you know, just skyrocket. Um, something you said just then, what was it? Oh, it'll, it'll come to me. I don't want to have a big blank space here. <laughs> you're fine. Oh, I, I tend to speak really fast. People are always like, are you sure you're from Colorado? It sounds like New York a little. <laughs> and I'm you're like, New York. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, my soul. I love New York so much. I think a piece of my soul's from there. Uh, oh, okay. No. That explains a lot then. <laughs> I know. I know. No, born and raised Colorado, though. I'm pretty, I'm as native as it gets. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you, what sport were you involved in or sports were you involved well, in? I had three younger brothers growing up, so we literally played everything. Both my parents are athletes, um, uh, but I, in college, I played lacrosse, so East Coast sport. Um, that's really? All, yeah. <laughs> so, I've never met a, a female lacrosse player. Well, there's not, Colorado, it's super hit and miss. I was, luckily, I went to Eagle Crest High School, public school, way down south. Uh, well, at the time, it was way south. Now, it's all built out down there. But um, it was amazing that we even had lacrosse. And so that's why I went to George Mason in Virginia to play because I wanted to go to a top school. I had a very, you know, we learned a lot freshman year because Colorado lacrosse was not equal to Northeast lacrosse. Um, but, you know, earned my way. I was a captain by my sophomore year and blah, blah, blah. Um, it was such, you know, an energy shift, but even over those four years, lacrosse had not got big in Colorado. So I came back um, as soon as I graduated and started my first company, Colorado Rising Stars Lacrosse. Um, and that's when I started coaching with Maddie at Grandview High School, blah, blah, blah. But it's still very much a hit and miss community and, and whatnot, particularly in the Midwest. Um, but that was my, my first entrepreneurial journey. And man, could I have used a coach? I had no idea um, what I was, I mean, I was, 
23 years old. Uh, so a zero year old is starting a business and <laughs> not really getting it. But I will say this, I um, interviewed a guy who just wrote a book. He's 23. He's been doing entrepreneurship and he's seeking out coaching and podcasts and um, all these next levels. So I'm, I'm so pumped that all these tools are available to our young humans and they can yes. access it, Zoom, YouTube, Instagram, what have you. Um, have you worked with young people at this point? What's like the average age of humans that are coming into you? The average age that are coming to me are in their, uh, I'd say in their forties. Okay. Uh, okay. The, whole, the, the whole 10, the whole decade. No, I don't have more. In, uh, <laughs> but yeah, getting someone who's young. I mean, I wish I'd had these tools when I was younger. Sure. I didn't, I didn't even know there were coaches when I had my first business. I had no idea. I had no idea. You yeah. have a second business. And me too. Even the second one. I, you know, uh, and so, yeah, there's so much available to the millennials and, and the younger generation who they're, they're so fortunate to that. But, but all of this stuff has been uh, elevated, you know, the, the awareness of what is at their disposal. I mean, they can just spend a day on Facebook and probably end up with names of a hundred coaches. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, the, the youngest, I think that have, that have been in my program have been in their early thirties. Okay. I mean, yeah. that makes sense. I, I think you got to really do some trial and error, just like finding a good sports coach, sports coach. You need to have played for a little while to know what you're really looking for. Oh, and understand yeah. enough about yourself to be like, uh, like to find a coach you actually vibe with. Yeah. Um, because there's so, I mean, it's just like personality. You need someone that it kind of vibes on your level, understands certain things, communicates the way you communicate. Absolutely. Um, and then understands you. I think it's a real gift of a lot of coaches that can, kind of shape shift into each client because I'm assuming it's a kind of a different conversation with every single client like the curriculum I know stays the same but the way you communicate it I'm assuming you have to customize it a little bit per each client well uh the format that I use is is a mastermind okay. I do I do that for two major reasons the first reason is that a mastermind is like uh hooking up a bunch of batteries and, you know it's 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 like one plus one equals eleven instead of one plus one equals two so when you're in a group that we're all working basically going in the same direction the power of that mental uh, activity and the ideas that come from it and uh, so it's not only that I get to help my clients they start uh, uh, troubleshooting and problem solving for each other. And I'm a lot of times taking down notes and going, Oh, I've never heard of that before. That's a great resource. And, and so, so there's that reason because the mastermind has a power that is magnified um, so many times uh, as opposed to one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, let me see. You just went away. Oh, there you are. Okay. Um, then the second reason is I can reach more people because it leverages my time. Gotcha. So with private coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching, you, there's only, only so many hours of the day. Right. And in a, in a mastermind, I can have, you know, several masterminds and I'm not going to get them too full because then, you know, you still want to, to interact. But yeah, I always start out with uh, one or two private sessions just because I want to be real clear on what they want what their goals are, if their goals are worthy of them. Uh, and, and then we can have a, a really strong connection, develop a strong connection that way. And then that carries over into the mastermind. Gotcha. How many people are in the mastermind usually? 
Uh, I have a limit of 20 in each okay. mastermind. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, how has COVID impacted some of the, I mean, was it in person before? Or have you always done it digitally? Yeah. Oh, that, that was the most fascinating thing about this whole thing, Kristen, because I, I used to use Zoom as a backup you know, like a snow day or somebody had a flat tire and they call me and say, Hey, I can't make it. Can we, you know, just jump on a zoom or something. So it was that. And when uh, COVID hit and everything went to zoom, Oh my, I couldn't believe, because I always thought that the face to face energy was what you had to be face to face to have that resonance and had that the resonating between you and the transfer of energy and zoom has proved me wrong. Yeah. It is just as strong. The chemistry and the energy is just as strong in the mastermind groups. Or if I'm talking to someone like you, one to one, I still can read body language. They can see where I am. There's still a connection even through the electronic devices that we use. So yeah, I'm going to continue with this format for there's just, and Oh, and the time saving. Oh my God. Okay. The flip yeah. is how much more you can, and maybe it's not even to work more. Cause again, you're gonna have that balance, but then you're not no traffic, less stressors. Yes. Um, and I've no frustration that, in traffic. <laughs> like, no wasted time whatsoever. We had, um, we were doing Podmax live, a, a digital conference. Uh, cause I'm like you, I really love the in-person and you know, seeing face. I mean, I think there is still just a slight advantage to being in person and being able to hug somebody and, um, hear about them or if they're having an emotion moment, like touch your shoulder, like the little stuff, Absolutely. Uh, but yeah. the cost benefit analysis of being able to just do it via zoom and have it almost as good. It, it outweighs the, all that it costs to be in person for yeah. the most part. But we yeah. had, um, some guys come on Podmax live, Matt Higgins from Shark Tank and some of these CEOs and, you know, super busy guys. And, then, and every one of them agreed, it's going to take so much for me to get on a plane and go sign a deal or listen to an artist or do this. Cause it, now we can do all this from our home and I can be with my kids. I can do this. Like, I think this whole idea of like kind of being a slave to our business and planning everything around it is over, which is pretty yeah. exciting. It's new it and comfortable, but exciting. And one of the things that was, uh, I was really impressed uh, uh, with my clients, every single one of them pivoted. And I watched them pivot. And then of course I pivoted with them and every single one of their businesses grew in during this this year as opposed to previous year in fact one of my clients is an insurance broker and he said march and april april and may maybe it was april and may they did more business than they had done like in six months the previous year or something like that it was maybe the previous you know I, I don't it was it was it was enough where i just went oh my god that was amazing wow. so the the we're back to that entrepreneur brain who solves the problem, who's creative, who thinks outside the box. I watched all of them. One of them is 70 years old. She does not like electronics. She does not like social media. And man, she is posting on social media right and left now. She is becoming more comfortable with it. She's getting people over to train her and just, she's just saying, well, I got to do this. I love my business. I want it to grow. I'm going to do this. So it's, it's been wonderful to watch them pivot and change and grow. And, uh, it's been a great experience. <laughs> and did you attribute most of that to now being digital or was this just like a complete energy shift? Both. 
Both? Okay. Yeah, because I've talked with others. These are not my clients, but I've talked with other coaches. And they, for whatever reason, their mindset was, oh, well, I'm just not going to get any business. So I'm just going to stay at home with my kids and play with them and uh, help them. And I'll just go back to work, quote, unquote, work after all of this is over. They didn't have to do that. You know, that, so they brought that energy to it, and because they brought that energy to it, they weren't finding a solution because they are told themselves there wasn't a solution. I yeah. love it. I love uh-huh. it. Well, so I, I love, I mean, it sounds like there's such a balance between, like, clear, concise business goals and then, like, this personal work of getting to know yourself, core values. Um, how much of it is, I mean, these are things unscientifically labeled that I call them the woo, like getting your energy in and, you know, getting your mind right. And, you know, maybe like cleaning out your office, like little stuff. How much of it is like the woo of getting to know you, digging into core values, blah, blah, blah. And then getting into like specific business goals and deliverables and, uh, return on investment, ROI, blah, blah, that kind of stuff. Um, Anywhere from 85 to 95% mindset to 15 to 5% uh, specific hard tools and strategies. Uh, Some of it depends on the business. Some of it depends on the person. But, you know, I don't consider mindset and energy and um, resonating with people. I don't, I'm not a woo-woo person. I'm not a woo-woo person at all. Oh, see, I like woo-woo. Woo-woo might have a bad connotation. I mean, well, we're probably saying the same thing, but using different words. Yes, yes, uh, yes. But the the energy and the mind work and all of that, it's all scientifically based. All you have to do is just read Psycho-Cybernetics, which started the whole, the whole boom of the self-development industry, and everything in it is scientifically based through experiments. Oh, absolutely. And I always enter that with my entrepreneurs because usually it is number based, but you get, I mean, you get the physics, energy moves, uh, yes. you can measure it. It's, it's a pretty quick conversation and most people at this point get it. But, it, and this is also where I love my young humans entering the game because they're super open-minded to uh-huh. however you label it. They know that how their happiness, how they feel, they don't uh-huh. work in an office. They're not super sold by huge paychecks or rims on my car or whatever. Uh, right. They kind of get it. And it's, it's not like maybe even how we label it. They'll just be like, that's the way of life. Like it's just Uh normal. Um, But it's amazing. Which I love about them. A hundred percent. Yes. They've got an advantage. (laughs) Totally. I mean, I started doing, I I got a coach, I think about five years ago. I was like a business coach and we immediately went into like core values. Um, I can't remember what tests I did, a bunch of them. And you just learn more about yourself. But I didn't get that stuff until I think I was Uh 35-ish. When was this, when did you start seeking out more of like core values or energy and more of the mindset type stuff? Much later than 35. I was, I was uh, in my, I was 50. Okay. Yeah. I had glimpses of it before, Kristen. I had little, but, but that was the thing. That's why I had given up on webinars and shelf help and all of that, because I'd get these glimpses and, and some of it would resonate, but not all of it would resonate. And it, and it, I'm sure it was a combination of how it was presented and where I was. Yeah. Um, so something, something, well, I know what happened. My, my sister passed away. And I was very clear. It was a, uh, she overdosed. I'm really sorry. Um, and um, it was, um, 
I don't have the words for it. That, that was, that was just a, it wasn't an eye opener for me. I knew that she was an addict, <clears throat> but to watch someone who could light up a room just by walking into it and all she had to do was smile and laugh and everybody wanted to follow her and to have that, see that potential just snuffed out. Um, that I, what I realized is that's, that's why I wanted to start helping people the way I do now is because uh, people, they had those aha moments, just like that woman who said, I, I, I think I, I'm just quirky and, but I'm self-conscious about this and her allowing herself to, to move into that and to wake up with it every day and say, yeah, I'm going to be quirky today and it's all right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's, that's when it shifted for me. Okay. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. I'm, I'm genuinely sorry for your loss. Uh, oh, thanks. Yeah. Addiction. It, it's been in my family as well. We actually lost my aunt that way. And, yeah. uh, and I never, it was really, I think right after I was born, so I never got to know her, but, um, the sad side of that, and this is why, you know, I think our young people are so much open. They're seeing some of these tragedies up close and personal really early on amongst their classmates you know youth yeah. suicide some of these really heavy conversations <sighs> and whether you label it mental health mental wellness mindset mindfulness whatever it is i've done a yeah. ton of podcasts with um intuitives energy emdr um yeah. tons of uh, neuroperformance like human optimization whatever however you package it the conversation around self-acceptance self-love mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. able to be uh vulnerable and then on the flip side being empathetic for your fellow uh -huh. humans mm -hmm. uh, I really just think, unfortunately, these are newer conversations, at least in my life, yeah. that we needed to be having in kindergarten, like really basic, exactly. basic self tools, you know? God, exactly. We don't learn this in school. Right. You know, we, right. we learn facts and figures in school and right. we learn some social skills, but we don't learn how to develop our minds. We don't learn how to, to question ourselves. We don't learn about our faculties like perception and intuition and creativity. It's all couched in, oh, well, that, they're an artist, and so they've got the creative you know, gene. Uh-uh, we're all creative. We are all intuitive. We, and these are all muscles that we can develop. Yeah. yeah well, no, we're, we're learn. we, you know, in school, we learn facts and figures and we regurgitate them so yeah. we can get great and go to the next grade. <laughs> well, and, and, but what's so cool now is the, some of the people you see thriving. I mean, people like yourself that have kind of carved out their niche in the world and doing something, you know, questioning a better way, the theme of our show, um, you're starting to have success and it's starting to be that you're accessible. So even if this isn't taught in school, our young people can seek some of this stuff out or it yes. starts to happen. Perhaps they hear this cast or they see you on your website or, I mean, there's so much, there's so many ways now to kind of disrupt that traditional conversation of uh -huh. school, um, it's, it's pretty powerful. And it is. it's, it, I, on the flip side of that, I also think it requires a lot of responsibility for, from us, from our angle, yeah. um, you know, for the, the messages we're putting out into the world and, and how we're speaking, who we're speaking with. Yes. Um, what we're saying, the choice of our words, because yes. words have extreme power. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I love that word disrupt, uh, that, um, we're, we, we have to disrupt our, ourselves, our thinking every day to challenge, you know, wh where did that come from? Why am I'm a positive person? Where did that negative thought come from? Get out of here <laughs> and, then, and then figure out a way to replace it with something that can push me forward, that can help me move past that. Um, yeah, the younger people, they have so much at their disposal and they're open to it. 
and because I do have like um, uh, counterpart coaches uh, that use the same curriculum thinking and the results and they are millennials and all of their clients are millennials. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. And so, yeah, it's, it's great to see that we're going to have uh, generations of people who were not raised like we were no, no um, disparagement to our parents. They did, they, you know, they did the best with what they had. Sure. Now we've got more, we've got more and different tools. Sure. Well, we live in a completely different reality, but cell phones yeah. and YouTube and digital technology and, you know, everything's evolving. So it's never really a question of, or, or a labeling of bad or good or less or right. it's just like right. you have to be continuously evolving. And that's yeah. why I love seeing like all generations, all genders, all color, everyone kind of getting together. And it's the people with and any of those labels, the ones that are choosing to evolve are the, the ones kind of that our influencers, our community leaders are the ones forging the needle um, forward. It doesn't necessarily come in a package that it probably once did. Now it's just right. questioning a better way. Yeah. I, I look at my uh, mom. She's actually my stepmother, but I call her my mom. Her name's Shirley. She is 82 or 83. Okay. And my, my father passed away uh, about five, six years ago, and she gave it a couple of years. Now, this is a woman who lived in Longview, Texas uh, for 45 years, 44, 45 years. She decided that she was going to move across Texas five hours, or I think it's about four hours, to Georgetown, to Sun City, sold her home, bought a new home, and established a new life at age 82. Wow. She travels, she, well, not now, but you know, she, she did travel. Now she, uh, she, they have bocce, they're playing bocce at, at Sun City. She's learned how to play bocce. She is on the go all the time. She doesn't tell herself, I'm 82, I'm just gonna sit and watch uh, soap operas and you know, eat bonbons. No, she gets up every day and does something different and new and is in and uh use learned how to use zoom yeah. uh lives on her cell phone just like all the rest of us do <laughs> where did you help coach her in that or what was the spark that made her oh no no this was just how she has always been um she and my father they traveled all over the world many times and this is the way that that they stayed young i believe they were always seeing new, experiencing new and different things. And so she didn't succumb to, well, I'm getting older, so I guess I better do this or do that. No, that wasn't in her vocabulary. I, I love that. And, you know, as you, I think you kind of think you're going to be like young forever, or, or as I get older, the questions are starting to be like, oh, you know, grandparents are, you see little changes and you're like, man, yeah. how's this going to be in five years of changes? Because younger, you kind of just, you're in the now, you know, and, and right. you're ish. And you're not really worried about some of these long-term things. And then you start to see parents get older and friends and my dogs and like all this stuff. And it's like, Ooh, okay. I'm like, are you present? Are you doing this? And, and like, am I being like, am I constantly evolving? Am I getting complacent? Um, Cause I think it's easier to call out people that are getting older. It's like, you got to stay young. You got to do this. But I think that's a skill set that needs to start when you're younger uh -huh. and, and saying like, am I on the trend setting tip of what's next now? But the good news is that you can start that anytime. But true, I completely agree. You, know, it, it, you can just start right now. Yeah. Just today, just make up your mind. Yeah. And, and do something and do something about it. Yeah. And find help. <laughs> yes. Well, we, uh, yeah, I did a podcast yesterday on, on support and how critical that is. Again, I think that's not a big thing that's in our culture either uh, about, you know, being able to ask for help, recognizing wow. the support and um, the, the people that are there for you in your life. And 
and being okay with that. And then being empathetic when people ask for help from, from you. Um, yes. It's yes. So and it's way more fun in life to have a team, a family. Oh, a my God. Huge. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, it goes back to any team is a mastermind. Mm-hmm. Uh, two people together are, like I said, one plus one does not equal two anymore. When you get two people together, it's more like the 11th, uh, uh, the power of 11. Um, and having that support, I, I don't know how people go through their lives not asking. Well, I do know how they do it. It's just, it's so hard. It's gut-wrenching to watch because they don't have to. And it's so easy to ask. It is. You know? I mean, that's something I'm certainly still perfecting because I've been able to do a lot by myself. And now as I get older, I'm like, you know, it's, it is so much easier. It doesn't have to be this hard. Right. And this extra time and energy that I'm putting towards things that I could get help with are yeah. away from other things I could be doing and progressing. Yes. Um, so recognizing that it is difficult. Uh, but once you get it, it's like riding a bike. Once you learn, then you're on, you're off and sailing. It's like anything else. You do it once or twice and you go, oh, what's the big deal? <laughs> yeah, I can do this. <laughs> do, you, do you have some good tips on maybe someone that's right before they're ready to take a first step into changing themselves, you know, asking for help, like someone that's looking for something more? Yeah. Well, the first thing I have people to do is look at their results and just specifically design. I mean, specifically say, okay, I don't like this result. What, what's, what's going on there? Because that's how we get cues of, you know, what's going on. We look at our results, the good ones and the bad ones. But I think the most helpful thing I could, I could share with people, Kristen, is the difference in goal setting. There are three types of goals. There's an A goal, a B goal, and a C goal. A goals and B goals is what 95, 98% of the people think that goal setting is all about. These are goals that like the A goal is something that you've done before and you know how to get there. So you've put together a podcast. If you want to put together another podcast, that is a goal, but that's a lateral move because you've done it before. You know exactly how to do it now because you've become a master of it. So an A goal, that's an A goal. A B goal is something that you haven't done before but you pretty much know how to get there. You can put together a plan. And I use the, the example of, okay, you've never gone to Italy. Now I, I can make all the arrangements myself. I can hire a travel agent. Of course, not today, but um, <laughs> I gotta change that example. <laughs> we, we can still follow you. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, or, you know, I can use a combination of the two and then you, you, know, you can pretty, put together a plan, you know, how much money to set aside, blah, blah, blah. That's a B goal. That's what most people think a stretch goal is. A B goal is also a lateral move. A C goal, excuse me, is something that you tell yourself or you write down and you go, oh my God, how, how the hell am I going to do that? It actually instills fear into your heart. And if there is not fear, which is the same emotion as excitement, So excitement, fear, fear, excitement, it's not a seagull. It's a goal that you just sit there and you just kind of gaze off and go, I have no idea whatsoever how I'm going to do it. Because then there are steps that you put in place to allow yourself to get there. And as it starts unfolding, 
in that journey of, <clears throat> excuse me, of getting to that seagull, that's where the self-development, that's where the journey of, cre of recreating ourselves and becoming the better version of ourselves is while we are going toward that seagull. So that's the first thing I, I uh, coach people on is allowing them to think so big that it scares them. Because that's who I work with is people who have seagulls. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like just reading through your site, it sounds like it's pretty um, goal intense, like people seeking the next next great step, like yeah. entrepreneurs, really. Um, yes. what's well, entrepreneurs, yeah, but, you know, I have clients who are school teachers. I, you know, I, it, it, it depends on, you know, what kind of, of, of and some of the goals, they're not tangible. Uh, one of my uh, um, uh, clients, she, she really, she, she's in her forties, mid forties, and she got tired of having no self-esteem and her seagull, she had no idea how to increase her self-esteem. And she thought it was going to take, you know, I don't know what all, it scared her. It scared the bejesus out of her. And that was her seagull. So a goal is not just a tangible, it, it can be, you know, just, I've, <clears throat> I've got to become more courageous. I have, or I've got to be courageous, period. I've got to, you know, I've got to work on my self-esteem because I'm tired of thinking about myself in this way. Um, I forget, you said something, I, and I responded to it, but I forget how we got off on that tangent. <laughs> um, uh, shoot, I just had it in my mind as well. I can't even remember. Um, well, I, I just talked about like goal setting and- um, oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the beginning of it. But um, as we go, and we always go back to our goals, but in this journey, there's so many things. There's called, there's something, I mean, we, we work on what's called the knowing doing gap, because we know a whole lot. We're really smart. We've learned a lot. But doing things, putting things into action is where people stumble and they get stuck. Uh, we work on attitude because there's, there is not a day go by that we should not be working on elevating our attitude and our self-image. Um, I teach uh, on how to make quantum leaps. So when you get to that point, you get so impatient and go, I'm just tired of this. I'm ready just to really go forward and do it in a fast way. Leadership is a topic because becoming a leader and the qualities of leader affects every area of our life, even parenting and being a good sibling and being a good spouse, uh, having a good partner. So all of that is, so there's all these um, intangibles uh, trying to get to that, that goal. Yeah, well, that make, that yeah, absolutely. No, 100%. That was really well answered because I was just saying, if you're somebody looking for the next step, what are some of the first um, oh. steps you make in the right way or right in the right direction? And you talk, that's when goal setting. Um, but I think it's just so great because I think there's so many people out there, you know, all ages, what have you, that are like, I want to do something, like I'm not fully satisfied. We are in this yeah. kind of like breakdown, breakthrough theme of our world right now on so many levels. And we're not really sure how to make the next step, but you know you want to make it. Yes. Um, and I think that's really critical to have that little shove, like get a coach or like let's break down the goals, like let's unpack where you're you're not happy with your results, um, those kinds of things. And I think that's where 
I think once you, and tell me if this is wrong, once you kind of have that initial step, I, I think it almost, I think it's hard, but it almost gets easier from there. You just got to oh, get yeah. the step in the right direction. You're absolutely right, Kristen. It, uh, that, that first step is the one that people go, kind of go, ooh. <laughs> but once they've taken that, that step, then it's like, oh, okay, all right, this is not going to be so bad. And it's, it's as if your world just starts opening and opening to these possibilities. And then you really start thinking bigger and, sh and, and seeing how we can change. The thing I love about personal change, the thing that just, just always astonishes me, we spend decades becoming the person that we are. And within months, months, sometimes weeks, that person can change. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take decades to undo all the stuff that has happened to us and we participated in. And even if we've had bad choices, it only takes just some slight uh, modifications and little tweaks here and there. And all of a sudden we're this person that we didn't realize that we could be, that we wanted to be but we didn't realize it. And it just takes that short period of time to undo all of that work that we went through as children and adolescents and twenties and thirties. That's what is so exciting to me. Oh, I, I love it. And I, you know, my dear, like I said, I wish I would have discovered some of these practices way earlier yeah. um, and then kind of explaining it to like some of my family and friends and like, that's cool, but we kind of don't really get in. And it's a bummer for you. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. Um, but I wish I had a better way to communicate, like, this is why it's so important or that you should do this because I think we all do it. We all have our own path and everything kind of happens in our own time. But could you have maybe like a really crazy success story or something that was like really like a 180 where, because I think some people might be listening, thinking this is so cool, but this isn't me. I could never change or this isn't, this is for everybody else. Oh, in fact, I was uh, putting together a workshop with that title. Oh. oh, this works for everybody else, but it's not going to work for me. We've all had that thought. I have had that thought. Uh, I remember somebody giving me this, um, what's called lash boost, and it's supposed to grow your lashes. Oh, yeah. And, sure. and that my first thought was, well, it works on everybody else, but it's not going to work on me. Did it work? I, I think we all have that. <laughs> so a, um, a wild success story. Um, Someone that just went from like one side to the complete other. Well, I'm going to go back to the woman. I'm not going to use her name because that, that's, uh, there's confidentiality. <clears throat> when we started coaching, she was really questioning everything. She, this was the quirky woman, or she said that she was quirky. She, um, she was suppressing her personality because her natural personality was looking at the world in a different way and a very creative, beautiful way. And I remember the conversation. It was outside of the mastermind. It was a one-on-one -on -one because she was really struggling. And anytime anyone is really struggling, we'll do some one-on-one -on -one coaching. And um, she, I gave her some tools. She implemented them and she, I have never seen anybody change so quickly. I mean, it was as if it, it, was, it was a light switch. It was when, went from dark to light. Her Facebook post blew up. She started getting this huge following. 
people were going, I want more of you. Now, this is the thing that talking about a big change. She was in network marketing. She still is. And she wanted a coach like me because she wanted to learn better how to coach her team in network marketing. She, because of this change and the allowing of her real personality and her real self to come through, she is now a coach. She became a coach before she even finished my coaching program. And she coaches others. She still has her network marketing on the side, but it's kind of switched, you know, it's, it's become the side gig and she is a phenomenal coach. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How did, did you have to persuade her to get in the door? Was she willing to at least take that first step? Well, she took the first step. I can't persuade anybody. Right. right. It, it comes from within. I mean, if somebody has questions, you know, I can answer their questions and, and, uh, but we had spent, we were in a, a networking group together. So she had come to trust me and that's, you know, that, <clears throat> that's what it comes down to is trust. Yeah. Somebody has to, you have to trust your coach. Sure. Well, I think in all business, you got to know, like, and trust them. No, um, the KLT you know, factor. Yeah. I mean, re really simple stuff. And, uh, and again, I think that becomes even more transparent with our young humans where their, their vibes are early and they can research the crap out of you. Um, so they, they can get to that transparency yeah. space, which a lot of businesses, particularly in the corporate world can hide a lot. Until yes. Um, yes. So behind the message, behind right. the messaging, behind the images. Right. Yes. But this is, but that's what's so great for people like us, where it's like, we're out here, we're talking about it and you can like, please do dig into it. And then it provides that space to, for like the good guys, I will say to come in and be like, here's what you actually want to be. And here's who you actually want to be working with. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's incredible. Do you have, um, is it equal men and women? Like, is it 50, 50? You know, when I started coaching my, my coach who had created the top six curriculum said, uh, she said, Donna, uh, 80% of your clients will be women. I mean, we'll be, we'll be women and, uh, 60% of my clients are men. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I don't know why I'm not going to overanalyze it. It's just, it is what it is. And, um, so it's, it's, it's basically equal 60, 40, but it's okay. at first, my first, let's see, my first five clients were all men. <laughs> okay. It's yeah. I don't know why. Well, I mean, it's maybe your energy or the marketing or how, again, however you want to analyze it. But, um, I was just curious to see who is out there oh. to get to the next level. Yeah. Um, and is it particularly from like corporate America or is it from, um, like you said teachers or just, you know, regular Americans? What's now it's, uh, used to, of course, when I was just teach, uh, with coaching entrepreneurs, it was all entrepreneurs. Now it's all over the place. There's people who come to me just for personal development uh, because they're stuck in their, you know, and a lot of times it's, it's because they see themselves in a relationship and they don't like what's happening in that relationship and they know they're contributing. Gotcha. And, oh, and this is another one. This is, I thought this was fascinating. Now she was not even my client. We spent three sessions together because I just love this woman. I just, and, I, and she kept saying, you know, are you going to charge me? No, no, no. I just want to work with you on this one thing. She had a really, really hard time with her husband. He was one of these, 
overly positive. The world is wonderful, big picture type of people. And she was the money maker. She was the breadwinner. And she was getting very resentful of all of his ideas and um, not bringing enough enough money. And they had three kids and one on the way, or two kids and one on the way. Well, I gave her some, some uh, tools to use with regard to her thoughts and feelings about him. And let me see, it was four months later, she quit, her, she quit her job in corporate America and they started a business together. And them working together has just been the most amazing thing because they are so opposite. You know, she's the detail, get it done, black and white, numbers person, and he's the big picture. Of course, that's what you want or two people like that. But what it's done to their relationship has just been phenomenal. She said they've never been closer. They've, you know, they've fallen back in love and they've, you know, they've been married, what, 12, 15 years and, or 10 years. And so seeing that kind of shift just by a few, changing a few thoughts was to me miraculous. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, just like business is, you know, obviously I think personal world is more important than business, but in America, I think we're taught business and money and everything that's first. Um, but the base of business, oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, all of those things are relationships and, you know, maybe it's personal relationship, romantic relationship, maybe it's teammate, maybe it's counterpart, coworker. Yeah. Um, but it's really navigating around that communication and then also your narrative. Like what are you bringing in that maybe isn't even true? Yes, um, absolutely. How, how do you break down, I'm assuming this is a much larger conversation, but how do you break down some of that being like, you are part of this quote unquote problem or situation? How do I convince them? I mean, how do you bring light to that conversation of letting people see, well, this is also about you and not just the problem. Oh, okay. Well, the first thing I ask them is, is, you know, what are you thinking? What are your specific thoughts? I'm not just saying in general, what thoughts? And she, she spelled it out. She had specific thoughts that she was telling herself over and over and over again. And so what we do is we flip those thoughts on end because those are called paradigms. And our paradigms are things that it's a, it's a collection of our habits. And we get into habitual thinking in a certain, you know, in a way. So you have to change them. You change your thoughts, you change your results. That's the bottom line. And we flip it on its end and we uh, write down the opposite, the 180 opposite of what that person's been thinking about that teammate or that spouse or that child or that parent or, you know, whoever it is they're having difficulty with. And within a short period of time, their feelings toward the person has changed because their thoughts have changed. Yeah. So yeah, there are tools, there's steps that just, okay, you're going to do this and you're going to do this and you're going to do this. And this is what's going to get you there where you want to be. So for an example, if the girl that, you know, I'm stressed out because my husband never has a job. So I'm changing that to like, my husband always has a job. My husband always has a job. Is that? No, 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 no. Because that, that's talking about what he's going to do. No, the thought is, you know, she was resentful because for a, for a number of things. So the, the key word was resentful. Okay, what is the opposite of resentful? Uh, and she came up with appreciation. Oh, okay. I would say proud so of her. So instead of feeling resentful, she told herself, I am so happy and grateful now that I appreciate 
all the wonderful things about whatever his name was, you know, Bob, I just say Bob. I am so happy and grateful now that I appreciate all the wonderful and great things about Bob. She just kept every time that resentful feeling came, she said, get out of here. And, um, would say this over and she'd start writing it out because that's one of the tools. That's one of the processes. And when you do that, when you get to the source, you're not changing them. This has nothing. You can't change another person. She changed how she felt about him. And that's when he noticed and he started opening up. And he start, they started talking and their communication became so much better. And then they started, what if we start a business together? So it just, it was like a stairs, uh, you know, a stairway, you know, it's just step by step by step by step. And eventually they started this uh, business that allowed her to quit her corporate job. I love it. That's, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, um, it is huge. It's life changing. No, it is something that I've really struggled with. I'm just going to fully indulge um, was the notion of time. Like, I feel like I never, like, if I don't wake up really enough, I'm, I'm late in the day and then I'm missing this. And if, you know, a call comes in that I couldn't do this. And it's like this constant narrative of like, I don't have enough time or I didn't get this done today. And I've, I've okay. worked on that, but. All right. So we're going to flip it on its end. Well, first of all, let's just, let's just be real clear. There is no such thing as time management. There is no such thing as time management. What there is, is we can manage the activities within our, the time that we're given. So let's go back to your statement. There's just not enough time to get all this stuff done. So what is the opposite of that, Kristen? There's too much time. Or well, time? do we have too much time? I mean, we just have time. <laughs> we all have the same amount of time. So enough time. Yes, enough time. And what you can say is, I am so happy and grateful now that I recognize that I have enough time to accomplish what I want to accomplish today. Okay. And it's, it's, it sounds so simple, but okay, let me, let me complete the formula for it. Okay. So you've got your new statement. You've got your new, I am so happy and grateful now that I realize I have enough time to accomplish everything that I want to accomplish today. So you write that down at least 10 times in the morning and at least 10 times at night. Bob Proctor says, write it down a hundred times a day. What my, my work around that is you record it in your phone for about that same sentence, about 15 minutes. And then while you're getting ready in the morning or while you're doing the dishes or while you're in your car or whatever, you know, you're playing it and listening to it because you want to hear it over and over. Then in your mind, You've got to have a picture in your mind. What does it look like, let's say, at the end of the day, and you're looking back on the day, and you're going, look at all that I accomplished. And so you form that picture. Now, I don't know what that picture is, because it's got to be meaningful for you. So every time that you are saying this to yourself, you have this picture in your mind of, yay, I, look at all that I accomplished. And this is the third thing. You have to feel what it feels like to be at the end of the day and go, wow, look at all that I accomplished. Look at my day. I accomplished exactly what I want. The combination of the writing, the picture in your mind, and your feelings is what will change and replace the paradigm that you have created, which is 
I don't have enough time in every day. I don't have enough time in the day. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's the paradigm that you want to change. Wow. Okay. So before I get this out, I will put those things into practice. Yes. Um, and I'll, and I'll write it within like the um, notes, like how things have changed. I am so happy. And it's important to put it in the present tense. I am so happy and grateful now that I realize I have enough time to accomplish the things that I want in my day. I love it. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) And then I'm going to call you in two weeks. Okay. Yeah. And see, and just see how, you know, how it's going. It, it, uh, um, for some people, they don't, um, it's hard for them to get into a routine of writing every morning. And, but when they start seeing results, then they don't have a problem with doing it at all. <laughs> well, it's, it's so funny because this year, I, I mean, 2020 has been crazy, which, you know, we can unpack all the excuses in the world. Um, but I, I had a, a gratitude journal that I wrote some goals down and I did a vision board, which was kind of one of my things for a long time. And, and then I, you know, the routine slips a little bit. So I'm, I, it's been on my mind. Like, it's so funny you just said that to get back to the journal, get back to oh. the vision board or whatever my practices are and yeah. get back in it. Um, so, okay. This is a good accountability piece that I'll, I'll deliver. Oh, well, good. Well, this is, um, when, and this is what happens to everybody. When we don't see results, it's hard to keep doing something. Right. You know, it's just like, and that vision board, I used to have vision boards all over the place and I gave up on them because like one out of, I don't know how many pictures I had plastered up, you know, actually manifested. Um, and I'm, I think I'm just like everybody else. We, we're not going to stick with something unless we see the results for that something. When you start seeing results, you're going to go, okay, now what are my, what are my other thoughts that, that, I, that I want to change? You know, what are some other things that I want to change? And you start writing about these other things and then you start seeing the results. And so you just keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. So you, so you'd say no on the vision boards. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. I love vision boards. No, I was just not using them and and utilizing them in the same way. I was thinking that, because I thought that, I don't know why I thought this. I honestly don't. I thought a vision board had a lifespan. I thought it was like a year long. Okay. And then I realized that I can put something up there and it may take five years. I don't know when some of this stuff is going to happen. I can put a date on it, but I may have to extend that date, <laughs> you know, because we don't know. Well, some of it, like I, on my board, it was like, you know, moving and this, and it's like, I want it to happen, but not right the second, like oh. <laughs> some of it's in, in due time. Um, uh, but then I've also learned to kind of let go. Cause like universe has its time. Things always happen on time. Yeah. Um, and that's tricky as I sit here and tell you, I'd never have enough time. So it's, as you can see, my personality interjects with like what, <laughs> what I think I want in the world. So it's like constant humor and tequila of we, we got to um, Yeah. Well, I've got a vision board in my ba- bathroom right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I see it, you know, every morning, every night, and when I pass through my bathroom to go to my bedroom and all that. Yeah, um, you know, I, uh, having having pictures is is great. It's it's great. Yeah, was, was, because we I, think in pictures. I, I yeah, that's I mean that's how I thought it. I never yeah. really had a conversation. Um, was podcast on the vision board or being on a podcast? It was not on my vision board because it was specific to something else, but it was in my uh, daily effort, what I call grateful affirmations. Oh, yes. okay. Okay. Yes. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, so you, you manifested. 
I, I'm here. I'm just here to show up in people's goals. <laughs> um, well, it's so funny because this podcast, I don't monetize any angle of it yet. And I'm careful what I put out there because I, I want this to be the full-time situation. Uh, but the magic and the conversations and the humans that it's brought into my world, um, oh, yeah. I have zero background in electronics. Editing, like It's all been new for me to learn and navigate, which it's been a lot. Um, but I'm, just like you said, as you kind of start doing the right thing, like the right people come in, the right support comes in, the right advice comes in. And you just got to be aware of these opportunities that are coming at you and, and you just figure it out. And like, you kind of have to take faith that it's just going to work out. Oh um, man, you, you have hit on a core principle that not everybody gets or very few people get. And that is a lot of times people are waiting around saying, okay, I'm doing all these affirmations and I'm saying this to myself and they're, it's like uh, they, they think they can sit back, but you, you, you have to act and just what you said, then the reason when you act, when you put that foot, put for, foot forward, then the resources come to you. Then the universe is going, oh, okay, she's ready to act. She's put into uh, motion. All right, here you go. This is what you're going to need. This is what you're going to, and what you need at the time will come to you. Yeah. But that's just, I mean, that's, I'm not the most religious human. I'm very into spirit and universe and whatnot, but I heard this really good religious quote. I think it was, or some, some, somewhere along the lines of you have to take the step knowing that God, Jesus, what have you will put the stone where your foot needs to step and you just yes. have to take the step. Exactly. Um, and I yep. think that's, but again, it's that intent. You have to just believe. And I think explaining that to my corporate tangible, you know, result driven human, it's like, no, just do it. Like just yep. believe that it's going to work. And that's a really hard sell sometimes. It is. Uh, it is. And um, cause we're not, we're, we're not, we've never been taught that. Right. We've never, you know, yes, it is in religion and it, it's all through the Bible. It's all through the Quran. It's all through a lot of religious books, but in different words. Uh, and that's what belief and faith is. But, you know, the, the funny thing is, is fear and faith are the same thing. They're still, you know, the fear is in the intangible. Hadn't happened yet. We don't know. The faith is in the intangible. But we're, we become a lot more fearful and we don't exercise our faith. And they're the same thing. You have faith in the intangible. And my golly, it's going to happen. It's, it's called a law of the universe. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe you should start a podcast that's fear and faith and I'll be turmeric and tequila. We'll be on one side and the other. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be in the same studio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we can just switch around the poster and I'll have you be like serious and coaching and then we'll be here for cooking and drinks and you know, talking about what worked. Um, we'll have a two-sided poster. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, well, I, I want to, I mean, I have a million more questions for you, but I really want to be mindful of your time. Um, is there any, you know, parting words on anyone? I, I think this cast will really speak to people that are, have maybe tried something as far as coaching or, you know, schooling themselves and didn't work. And then people that are like, I'm interested, but I don't know that it's for me. Is there yeah. something you can say like, this is why you should take this next step? Well, the best thing to do is to, uh, what I do is I set up 30 to 45 minute, what I call discovery sessions. And that's all they are. They, they are, They're, they are not for me to sell anything. It's not to persuade or, or twist words or, you know, talk somebody into anything. It's a discovery session because you said it earlier. It's so important to resonate. If you're going to uh, hire somebody, it's just like, you know, you don't want to go to a doctor that you can't stand. 
You know, you don't want to go to a church and you, the pastor just grates on your nerves. Uh, you know, you have to find somebody you resonate. And that's what the discovery session is. And so they get to ask me questions. I get to ask them questions and see if we're, you know, we're compatible, if we resonate. And so that's what I say. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing, uh, what's, what's the word? I mean, it's, there's, you, you don't have anything to lose because there's no charge. You know, it's just, it's just figuring out if this, and if, and if it's not me and they want a coach, they want help, then I can refer them to somebody who I think will really resonate with them better. Yeah. I love it. And I think that's, again, that's part of that responsibility factor of anyone that's taking a leadership role um, is being able to either embrace the opportunity or know when to pass it on. And what Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And all they had to do is just go to my uh, website. In fact, my website hasn't even, my new website hasn't even officially launched. This is the first time I'm even talking about it in public. Uh, so the website is elevatespark.com and they can set up a um, discovery session. Yeah. Wonderful. So your website right now, as a branding professional, looks beautiful. What are you? What are you changing about it? Oh no, no. What it's it's live now, but it okay. it, it became live just a few days ago. Before oh. then, I told her to go ahead and put the development phase to replace the old one. So at one point, you probably saw the development phase, and now you're seeing the the live phase. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it looks great. It was very like I could follow it. I could read it easily. Um, so I'm giving you a branding golden star, which you're probably not even seeking, but unsolicited gold stars. Well, thanks. Now that means a lot coming from you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do a website upgrade too for my my cable alliance. Um, actually, and to market tequila, but I think it's really big because that's like the first initial preview. Um, but I always tell people like it can't be everything because you really do got to get them on the phone because even if you're really good at presenting stuff, you got to get in touch with the human, particularly something like this. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's nothing to substitute with that. That no. emails can go so far, texting can go so far, even a phone call can go so far. It's you know seeing the person, get on a Zoom, you know, hearing the person's voice and seeing their body language and seeing or you know it could be anything. I don't want to you know I don't want a coach that wears glasses. Okay, <laughs> well. I wear glasses. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that maybe that's a trigger. So that seems if it's that picky, that's that's might be a tough client right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got somebody for them. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, keep it moving because not not every client. Um, but I love this. I, I think it's amazing. I love highlighting people that um, uh, have an avenue for you know self improvement, questioning a better way, getting to know ourselves. I really do think self-love and self-appreciation and optimizing, you know, us ourselves as humans is really where we get to the next uh, step in, in a better humanity. we got to fix yes. what's here first and then we can help uh, heal the world or, or, you know, bring our best selves to it. Uh, yeah. we, we've gone through EMDR, like I said, therapy, um, neuroperformance stuff, uh, personal coaching. I mean, I love highlighting all of these different options. If you're out there and you're looking to, you know, just sharpen your edges or get out there and just improve a little bit or get to know yourself more. Um, Tumor Cantilla, we've been blessed to have all these different options. And I, I can't say enough good things about personal coaching and having that opportunity to be one-on-one -on -one and then be in front of, you know, a mastermind and a team yeah. um, to address some things. Especially so, growing a business. And I say that because there's more, um, universal shared experiences that come up that the mastermind shares that that uh everyone goes through when they're running a business yeah. 
Um, and a lot of the personal development is what it is. It's, it's personal. It's personal to them and, and their relationship or, or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's amazing. It comes out with the, the ones that I coach uh, to grow their business and how uh, the ideas and oh man, it's just amazing to watch just the, how the mastermind works and how much information, great information uh, comes out in a setting like that. I can get the support. And I always want people to say like, ah, you know, how much is it? It's probably too expensive and what have you. And I always tell people, you know, up front, it might be expensive. This call, you know, to at least find out costs you nothing, even now isn't the right time. Um, but whenever I hear money's an excuse, which I'm here for budget, especially right now when, you know, we're in a quote unquote recession and, and whatnot. Um, and I will say, usually when you look back at when you took that leap, it, it was more expensive not to take. Uh, That's that exactly so, well, <clears throat> the thing about, Money, it's tied into a decision. There, there are two types of uh, when you're, you, you can be interested in something. And when you're interested in something, that's when you tell yourself, well, when, when I get the money, when I get the time, you know, I'll do this. When, and this is universal. This is human nature. This is a law of the universe too. When you make a decision that says, I'm going to get a new water heater. I have to have a new water heater. When you make that decision, you find the money. Money's not the issue. Just like you said, money should never be the issue. And it's not an issue. It shouldn't be an issue. When you make a decision, I have, I'm going to have a coach no matter what. The money, you'll find the money. It always happens. Put yeah. it on the vision board, put it in your gratitude journal. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, one of my clients, in fact, he's, he's, uh, he's a plumber and, uh, he wants to be a, um, a life coach and a motivational speaker and pretty big transition. <laughs> yeah. And when, um, we started talking about money, he went, Oh, Ooh, I don't know. You know, I don't have that in the bank. I went, okay. Talk to him about, you know, if you're interested, if, but if you really make up your mind, this is what's going to happen. And within five days, he had the money. Because he didn't give himself a choice. He said, God, I, got, I have got to coach with Donna. She's going to help me become a coach. She's going to help me become a motivational speaker. I don't want to put this off anymore. I put it off long enough. And what happened was he woke up that Monday morning, we talked on Thursday, he woke up that Monday morning and said, oh, all I need to do is just get a new job. And he, over his lunch hour, he had, because it was during COVID, he had two conversations, he got hired on the, part, uh, on the spot and doubled his salary. Oh my gosh. But he was determined. He just said, I, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I know one thing I can do is get a new job. I can get better pay for this. And it happened. Shifting the mindset. I, <laughs> this is so, I, it's, I think it's so serendipitous that we had this conversation because this has been, I've, I've practiced this, it's been, but then I think I've started to slip. So now this is like kicking me back. Oh, oh I'm so glad. Oh, oh great, Krista. If for nothing else, then it was, it's worth it. We just had a discovery session so you could just, Discover your way back to your roots. <laughs> I got to go. That's why I said, I'm like, if nobody ever listens to this cast in the world, at minimum, these conversations are such soul fuel for me and hopefully for all of my guests. Um, it's worth its weight in gold. I, I don't, I'm putting clear and, and intentional that I want this to be uh, as big as a platform as it needs to be and as impactful as it can be. And if it's, if it's just us, then 
I'm here for that. And I appreciate all the energy that comes with it. That's great. Oh, that's great. It is. Well, I'm going to follow with an email because I'm going to uh, write down what we discovered about you in time. So you'll have it in writing. Okay. I love it. Yes, please do. And you said your uh, website, ElevateSpark.com. It's brand new. It's beautiful. Um, you're on Facebook, correct? Yep. And Elevate Your Spark. The name of my company is Elevate Your Spark, but that was taken, so my website is ElevateSpark.com. Yeah. We like streamlined process. That's what it's yeah. right um, And are you on Instagram? Instagram, yes. Okay. What, what is the handle there? Uh, same thing. Elevate, elevate Your Spark. Yeah. I'll list all this. And I've just created a Facebook group because I want to start um, – uh, putting out there, just helping people like three times a week. I want to do short um, little coaching lessons or here's a tip for the day or something like that. And, but I just, when I say just this week, <laughs> develop the Facebook group. So if you go to my uh, elevate, elevate your spark, then I can invite you into the private group. Perfect. I'll seek that out today. Um, and then by the time this is out, that will be up. So I'll be sure to mention all that. I, oh, I just, okay. I love to say it on the mic because sometimes people are listening in the car or, um, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't yeah. notes. Um, and they can find me. They can find my personal page, too. What's your personal page? Donna. And the last name is D-E-T-E-A-U. Deteau. Perfect. Yeah. That's, that's a tongue twister. Donna Deteau. It's perfect. It sounds like a Hollywood name, so. <laughs> well, and, and that's why I don't have, uh, it's not Donna Deteau coaching or Donna Deteau, I can't even say it, consulting <laughs> because a lot, most consultants or most coaches use their name, but mine's not a simple name. So I had to come up with a name for my coaching program now. Elevate your spark. I think you know. I think it's perfect. I think it says exactly what it is. I mean, oh, all good. Of, you know, three words. It's perfect. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it uh, a lot of people didn't like it, and then they got used to it. It was it was interesting the feedback. Yeah. Well, I mean, people. You never knew of Bisquick or Nabisco or you know, <laughs> No one. Some you never know until it's like yeah. super familiar, and then you're like, now uh, I get it. Uh huh. Um, but also, that's also sometimes good intel because they've never heard it before. So, you know, you're the first one in the arena and you got to break down some walls, but that's not a bad thing either. So. Well, the interesting thing, Kristen, uh, uh, you'll appreciate this being a marketing person. I came up with that name years ago, but it became so much more applicable to my business when I changed my business and rebranded uh, with regard to the mindset, because so much of what we're do, what we do in my coaching is elevate. We elevate the attitude. We elevate the self image. We elevate your business. We elevate, we elevate your successes. We elevate your responses. I mean, your results. So it just makes much more. So I, it was one of those things like you build it and they become, well, I created the name and now the, the, right coaching uh curriculums have come to me i i completely believe i think if you get it you get it and then yeah. you, you walk towards the light <laughs> and then <laughs> it. waving at you yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i appreciate you i'm so glad maddie uh connected us oh i am too she she's such an awesome human and yeah. i love she's got her business and she's crushing it um so I always love like the connects to the connects, but if you're out there and you're looking to take that next step, please hit up Donna at minimum, have a conversation. Uh, she's a bright light and you know how I filter my conversation to my humans. We, we bring out the, the, the most varsity people we can. So she's one you want to get in touch with. Um, Donna, I appreciate you. 
I love that varsity people. <laughs> you you can use it. <laughs> I am. I'm going to write it down right now because I didn't write it down before. I love it. But that speaks volumes. Let's let's keep in touch. And I'll, like I said, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll dive into this accountability piece and be clear on the A, there is no time, and B, I, I'm going to accomplish it every single day. All everything yeah. I want to accomplish. Um, yeah. And, start and I'll check in with you in two weeks. I believe it, and I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. This has been great. I love it. Thank you. And if there's anything helpful from my end, Facebook group, or anything new updates, please let me know. When I get this out, I'll post um, all your information, and, and we'll keep it. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'll repost. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Donna. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Kristen. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.